to Punchboard Paradise, coming to you from the heartland of America in Omaha, Nebraska, where we discuss the world of tabletop gaming, the topics that affect the board game community, and give honest and fair reviews of the industry's hottest games. In episode 120, the Punchboarders talk about some recent plays, we review Woodcraft, and then draft our top games from 2018. Hey, everybody, I'm Clef. Hey, I'm Chad. I'm Richie. 2018, when did we start this podcast? Does anybody remember? Ooh, that's a good question. I, I have no know. clue. I, w- I did I mean, figure it had out. It to be close Listen, to 2018. Right? 2018. Yeah, right, right around around there, yeah. Well, no, listen. No, before 2018 that, was the last time we all went to Origins, I think. Yes, that this is that's true. That's five okay. years ago. That's so we crazy. actually would have already had a 2018. So we actually will yeah. get to compare. Yeah. Uh, what are top games? Of two, did we do 2018? I'm sure games? we did, but I'm that'll sure be your did, job to, yeah. to compare. <laughs> no, 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 that's Joe Farrell. So, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do anything with that. Uh, okay. So real quick, before we get going with some recent plays, I just want to mention we got two months, guys. Two months. Coming quick. Yep. Chad's looking at me till like till what? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> two months for what now? Uh, a little thing we call... Uh, Punchboard Paradise Con. All right. Well, I think we call it PP Con. Yeah, we call it. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah. I started getting some play to wins in uh, to my house. I saw that. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. So we, yeah, we're good. We're nice. gonna have some some fun stuff there, and of course, uh, we got to see if Chad C can defend his uh, his title Skull of King? Skull, Skull, mm-hmm. Skull King King. Yeah, the King of Skull King. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Um, and I know you've got some good plans. at a uh, little ready set bet. Yeah, we're gonna have a little ready oh, set nice. bet uh, yeah. round robin. I think. Yeah, so that's we we got some fun stuff coming. Um, we certainly, obviously, anybody who's still interested in coming, we've uh, rooms are close to selling out. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a lot of rooms left, so if you want a room, you better get on it quick. Now, yeah. if you just want to come for the weekend and not stay in a room or for just a day, that is absolutely, we got plenty of those, uh, but uh, just head over to Tabletop Events. Uh, certainly, once again, Richie will put uh, this in the show notes for you to go and check out. Yep. When you say so, come uh, and not stay in a room, you uh, don't mean like sleep in the hallway. You mean like just come every day because you're local. I mean, honestly, you could sleep in the hallway. No one's uh, going to stop you. No, no one was. <laughs> uh, the first time I ever went to Gen Con when it was still in Milwaukee. Yeah. Uh, me and my friend, we did not have a hotel room. We just literally slept in the hallway just for a couple hours here and there. Yeah. At at the convention center? At the convention center, yeah. Wow. So it can be done. It can be done. Yeah, don't do that. Though. I'm not good. I was, I was, this was. 25 30 years ago i was a young lad back then you know I did they this, but. did did they close down the convention like were there certain nope. hours no it no, was no, open no. all okay you know, just like gen con now so right. i mean it's you know uh yeah because i mean like like the not where the uh 
vendor booths are, but right. you know, just like on the outskirts. And you stuff could still like be that. around there. There weren't security there, yeah. kicking you out. Uh, yeah, I, at least I don't remember anybody. <laughs> you were evading we, them. We, we slept some there. We slept some in the car. You know, I was like, you know, why yeah. go spend the money on a hotel room when you can just take a little cat nap here and there? So there you go. We won't talk about showering or anything like that. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I That's played what the a bathroom lot of sink is for. Yeah, yeah there so. you go. <laughs> uh, but anyways, yes. Yeah, so, uh, but yes, for any of the locals, we've got, We've got the weekend passes, but this year we've also got the individual day passes. So if you can't make it all weekend, you can pick up just an individual day pass. Um, and you're, you can, if you want to purchase some of the meals to come along with it, you can, but you don't have to. You can uh, just eat all that, the free snacks, all the yeah, snacks are good. Cereal. And you can the, load up on those. Oh, oh they are. Man. They really yeah. are. I mean, that's a Everything big you feature. You can yeah. just go there and yeah. get plenty of soda and all yeah. that good stuff. Anything you, yeah. I, I dig that part. Yeah, not for me though. I've cut soda out this year. So you did? Not cut. for not for lint, just like in general. No, not for lint. <laughs> <laughs> well, still, so there's tea and there's a, there's non-carbonated oh. drinks there. Oh, right. You know what I? You know the best thing I had last year was I was get hot water and put a little honey in it because my throat. It oh was yeah, I do remember that last year. Yeah. Last year, you're gonna have to take care of your hurting, voice. Yes, yes, I mean I was hurting. Yeah, I got to definitely yeah, do plan a little bit better for that. But uh, but anyways, and if you have any questions or any wonderments whatsoever, please give us a shout, give us an email and I'll answer anything I can. So, hey, I just heard some really exciting news. Here's here's how well I plan things and, and stay on top of things that I plan to do. But um, for a long time, I had gotten dry erase cards and like special sleeves to make a copy of I, my favorite things, that trick-taking game that is kind of like a party game where you dry erase and you and and your players have to think about you and what your favorite things for a category are. Like, let's say um, my favorite TV shows and I'm writing on the dry erase board and you're trying to imagine, let's say we assign numbers to what my favorite ones are. So then you were trying to guess as my friends what, you know, what this is, right? Um, so anyway, I was going to make this for you guys, but I, uh, obviously I, I stayed on top of that real, real well. Um, <laughs> I, 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 th I have the things to make it for you, but, um, but I just found out that, uh, at play for keeps games, I think it is, they're announcing my favorite things or I, my favorite things coming to Kickstarter later this year. And I'm really excited for that. Cause I think it's going to be a nice production of it. Ooh. And nice. that game is like a really nice intersection for our group of trick-taking plus a little bit of a party game there. It sounds cool. Right. Yeah. 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 I like that idea. So I'm looking forward to that. Okay. Did you guys get any recent plays in lately? Well, I got in a really cool recent play because you both uh, bailed out. Hey, I was forced to bail out. I, by the wife in the my daughter was a little sick. She's I, better now, but I got things to do. I got a <laughs> I, I got a son that plays trumpet and dances, and I got a wife that directs theater, and just I got a lot on my plate. Uh, I just hear excuses and excuses. I, don't know what to <laughs> yeah, I was ready to go. I was told literally like two or three hours beforehand. It's like, uh, yeah, you're probably not going to. His wife made him a deal he couldn't refuse. Uh, there you go. Uh, well, luckily, since both of you couldn't make it, I ended up getting to go and. Play La Familia from Capstone Games. Yeah, um, I'm going to tell you right now. I had not heard of this game. I had not. I didn't know anything about it whatsoever. Um, I was told it was a 
two versus two. So is 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 the so it's a four player game, which I would say is probably one of the things that's going to be maybe a negative against is is you need the four players to play it. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that. I didn't really ask, but I don't believe there's any. Yeah, I believe it's just so, four player only. Yeah, there um, are a few games out yeah. like that lately this year where it's like that deal with the devil, and it's just like, mm-hmm. nope, yeah. four players. That's it. Which I, I respect. That. No, I respect yeah. it because then that's the player count. You don't have to worry about oh, do I have to yeah. do this or that? Or I like that better rules. than one to so, eight on a box, right? Oh, and then yeah. you're you've got a subpar game with any other mm-hmm. player count. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, uh, so this, I've, so as I found out, this is a area control um, kind of action selection game. So it takes place in Sicily and each person is a member of the, you know, the mafia and you are out to try to take control of, you know, territories. And I can't remember what the Italian word was that uh, was, and by the way, um, uh, Dan Warnke was the one who got this game and he taught it. He did a great job of teaching it by the way. So, um, but the, the board is kind of divided into different and I'm going to call them like larger territories that are then broken up into each one of those larger territories is broken up into three separate territories. And you are looking to try to control two out of the three of those smaller territories to control the larger territory and a team that has, has control of either six of those, or if one individual player has control of five of those, then that team wins. So you you know somebody could have a whole big large force in one section, but if you control the other two, you still control that section. Um, now, that's just the area of control of it, which is kind of a, a basic part of it. But what I thought was really unique about this game is that you had a kind of a player board that had these different uh, cylinders on it. And each person's board was different um, on where these cylinders were still the same, like four categories, but you had different cylinders and almost like a, and, and I'm going to give the example of, um, of uh, Hansa Teutonica where this game had, where you were trying to remove discs to get better actions and also you had to like when, and so like one of your actions was like recruit people to your headquarters. So like you'd have a supply and you were trying to, you know, you'd have to bring cubes into your headquarters. And then one of the actions was take, you know, your headquarter people out to a, an area. So, um, and then one of them was putting out uh, either drug labs or putting out car bombs. Uh, so different actions that you had there. And, the way you did these things though, was there was a board where everybody had their color of like, like three of their color of discs out on this action board. And then there were some neutral neutrals out there. And on your turn, you took one of these discs and you placed it down into the different actions. And these different actions would be, you know, like activate, putting people out on the board or getting people from the supply or moving these discs off. Um, And then the last thing that you kind of were doing, and then there were ways to get money. And like I said, put these different things out. You could even put speed boats out to kind of like try to jump from territory to territory. But um, the last one that you did was you had these orders and you start off with these six basic orders and an order either is going to be something that's going to gain you money or give you defense, or it's going to be an attack order. That's either going to be like a, was it was like a shotgun attack, which is how you could kind of move and attack. And then there was a strike attack, which is kind of almost like you just uh, like 
you know, killed a certain number in an adjacent area, but you didn't get to move into it. Okay. Uh, so obviously the strike was more powerful, but you didn't necessarily get to, you know, move into it. Um, so, you know, you, you kind of wanted a balance between those two of trying to take territories over with those two. Cause okay? then you weren't controlling it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So even if you killed everybody, you know, the, uh, your opponent there, you didn't have anything to move, you know, if you did a strike. So, okay. So there was, you know, and you know, now with the strike, you could use car bombs to go in there and blow things up. You know, it was, so it was just really, and there was way for defenses and everything. But then the other part that I thought was really cool is when you did go in and, and do an attack, like with the shotgun attack, you could choose to do one of two ways to have a battle. You could do what's called brute force. And when you did a brute force, you would, first thing you would do is you would remove two of your cubes immediately. And then you would do a one-to-one cube thing. Okay. So you'd have to have really superior numbers for a brute attack to work. So the other type of attack was a finesse attack. And everybody had three cards that they had. And each card was the exact same for both opponents. One card said, I'm going to take and, and basically transform one of your cubes into one of my cubes. Okay. Which a good thing, right? If you're attacking somebody, the other two said, one of your people is going to run away or two of your people are going to run away. Both of those are bad cards, right? Well, you're probably sitting here saying, well, why wouldn't you always just play the good card? Well, here's why is after you played your card and your opponent would play their card, your opponent would have an option whether they want to take your card and put it with them or leave it with you. And then you would have an option whether you wanted to take their card or if you wanted to leave it with them. So there are a lot of cat and mouse type of thing, you know And I mean? Then you started getting into, you know, should you start a land war in Asia, you know, Princess Bride type of thought process. Is this the man who would do this, you know, type of thing. And it was really fun to sit there and try to figure out which way to play it. And then are they going to take that card? Because these were face down secret orders. Face down, you know. So then if you took it and it ended up being the one that was like convert somebody, then it was your card to convert somebody. But if it was one of the ones that was the, you know, run away, then your people would run away. Really cool. I mean, I, I thought that was really neat. So, it's a simple mechanism, cool. but I can see how that would kind of be fun mixed with the area control aspect. Yeah, I mean, I liked the fact it was, it was once again, it wasn't like you could just do everything. And, and a lot of area controls, it's like, at least I feel like it's like you're, you're doing whatever you need to do, and then you always can go do the attacking things. And this, you had to take actions to put these orders out there. Otherwise, your people just sat there. And, I mean, I, I don't know. Overall, I was wasn't expecting much from this game. And I was really like, uh, two versus two. I just don't know if I like this. I'll say this. I never felt like it was a, like we would have to sit there and do a lot of powwowing and talking as it was almost like you were kind of doing your own thing and your partner and you could like kind of converse a little bit and, and help, but it wasn't like you were like doing everything together. You kind of were doing your thing it was your family, but you were working together in the sense that you couldn't attack your, obviously your, your ally or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and like you could, like if you needed money, you could get money from your ally, but every dollar that they gave you, they would have to give a dollar to the bank. So it was not, you know, and money was really, well, for most of us, money was really tight. Um, and once again, then also though, it depended on your race, like, Mine was a little bit more aggressive, so I was really out there. Where uh, Dan's was more of a, 
economy based one where he was getting a lot of money. And so he kind of, I don't want to say turtled, but like, you know, he was able to build like big, huge infrastructures where he had big armies and stuff like that, as opposed to, you know, like being out there and fighting. So I felt like everybody was kind of different and there are six boards. So you can definitely have a different feel every time you play the game because with, with different races or whatever in, in the game. So the win condition is just like combined points between the two of you for the area control aspect? So or? if at any point at the end of a round, you, play four, you can play up to four rounds. At the, any point at the end of the round, if you and your ally have six or more controlled territories, you know, so having at least two in the, in out of the three, you would win automatically. Okay, or if one of the two of you had five or more, you'd win automatically. Otherwise, if it got down to the fourth round, which it did, then it simply was who had the most at the end of the game. And then if that was tied, there was like one area that was. Uh, and by the way, there were like uh, like neutral cubes out there too that you had to go and you know you could take territories from. But there was one area that was like a tiebreaker area if you had that. And if that wasn't controlled, then, then nobody won or it was just a tie or whatever. But mm. uh, yeah, um, Jake and I pulled it out in the end. So it was, nice. it was, it was good. We, we came really close to winning in round three. We almost had, had six and, uh, but yeah, but we, we wanted to, but it was close, but it was really good. I mean, I'm picking this game up. I mean, right. I All think right. you guys are going to love it. I mean, I really do. I'm excited I, to so, try it. Yeah. So that is, and that's from Capstone here in the States, it yep. sounds like. And the designer, it looks like, is Maximilian Maria Thiel. So Yeah. And I think it's, uh, I can't remember, it's the Fer Fertiland, is that Furland? Oh, Furland Spiel yeah, uh, a, Overseas yeah. is overseas, the distributor. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Well, very but, cool. Yeah. I cannot more highly recommend this game. If you like really interactive you know, interesting actions and, and tough decisions. I mean, I, I thought it was great. I mean, yeah. I loved it. No, I'm excited to try it now. All right. For so sure. I can't wait to hear about this uh, Fast and Furious <laughs> game that you played. I'll instead. tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up having to take Knox to swim. That's why I couldn't uh, go over and, and play with them. Uh, but after swim, Knox was like, hey, let's play a game. So he went in and he pulled out. He's been he, all he wants to play is Marvel United. Like <laughs> that is it. We backed the multiverse uh, Kickstarter here recently. All he wants to do is look at that and play what we have. And I just can't do it anymore. So I had, I got to take a, I had to take a break. I was like, let's just, let me find a game that neither one of us have played. <laughs> let's just learn something new tonight. Did you say he either wants to play it or just look at the Kickstarter? Yeah. He made me watch. Uh, Vassal has done uh, where he ranks all the heroes. Yeah. He made me watch that. I was like, I don't want to watch He's like, come it. on, Dad, let's watch it. And I was like, all You right. know what, though? So. This is the kind of thing that makes gamers, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm happy where he is, but yeah. I, I can't play Marvel United right now. I got to take a little break. Understood. So, <laughs> so a long time ago, I, I think maybe like a couple years ago, I bought uh, this on clearance. Fast, it's Fast and Furious Highway Heist. And I think I bought mm. it for like 10 bucks which I think is still around that price. You can get it pretty cheap. Okay. And I I don't know. Oh, I mean, I've seen the movies. I've seen like the first two movies. So I haven't seen whatever they're up to, you, like nine or 10 or whatever. You missed the last 20 then. Yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> by the way, you've seen them all then. If you've seen right, them, yeah. there ain't nothing different. And I mean, <laughs> I know that they've gotten crazier as far as like the different stunts that they do and whatnot. And, and this game kind of centers around that, but it, it's a cooperative game. And uh, the toy factor in the game is huge as well because you have uh, actual like uh, cars that you put out there on the wow. highway. You have a tank. Uh, there's three <laughs> different scenarios in it. There's a tank. There's a helicopter scenario. And then there's a, uh, a semi heist 
scenario. Nice. Could you mix this with your clinic campaign, maybe? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> we probably could, because a lot of actions are like getting out of your car, jumping over to another car, kicking someone off a car. So the, all those people probably have to go to the hospital or the morgue. So there we go. There we go. <laughs> and clinic people. has both. Yes. <laughs> and this is designed by uh, Prospero, Prospero Hall, Hall right? Yes. Okay. And I'm going to say it right now, their best game. That wow. I've wow. That I've played. Okay. Um, yeah, I would play most of the games are garbage, but <laughs> this one. Wow. Is this Pan- the one who did uh, Pan, Pan Am? Am? Okay. Yeah. Pan Am. And uh, I think they did the Horrifieds and. Yep. Horrified. Yeah. Okay. 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 All right. Um, which I, I haven't played Horrified, so I won't, I won't call that garbage because I've heard good things about that. But anyways, uh, <laughs> like I said, it's a cooperative game and the way that it works on your turn, you take two actions. And like I said, the actions are. You know, there's there's a lot of them, so I won't go through all of them, but they're like it's all like action based stuff where you're, you know, you can get out of your car, jump onto the tank, you can try to do this, all this stuff. But every round, there are these stunt cards that come out, uh, and we did the uh, the tank battle scenario. So the the whole goal of that scenario, and it's the beginner scenario, is that you're just trying to d- destroy the tank. So the tank has a certain amount of health, uh, and really the only way that you can damage the, the tank are there there are these enemy suvs that are on the the highway and if you one of the actions is to ram them and you can flip the car and it turns into a wreck and the way that the board is set up is it looks like a highway and it has the spaces just like uh you know any other racing game where you've seen those you know the car shaped spaces Mm -hmm. on the on the track uh and at the end of the round since you're this is a, a high speed chase any wrecks start moving back four spaces. Uh, and that's the main way that you, you're going to destroy the tank is by destroying the enemy SUVs in front of it. And then they'll fall back into the actual tank. Uh, but the other kind of main thing that is uh, tied around is, are these different stunts that you can pull off, which will give you some type of benefit. It's usually a boost, which boost all they do is they help you with, because a lot of these, you have to do skill rolls. So you have to roll a number of dice equal to whatever uh, skill it's asking you to use. Um, and you can get these boost tokens, which will make it so that because uh, you, when you roll the dice, you'll have uh, the boost token or boost symbol on them. And if it's a fail, you can spin your boost token to turn all those boost into successes. Like I said, with these stunts, they it's on a moving track and there are three different levels of stunts. Uh, and always the last stunt of the game is one way that you can win. So as that stunt comes out, you always have a chance. So even if you get to the end and you haven't done enough damage to the tank, that last stunt, if you can pull it off, uh, you'll automatically win the game. Uh, but on all these stunts, you have to, you know, get your cars in certain positions. You have to, you know, potentially have a, you know, be on top of the tank. There might have to be a wreck. There's a bunch of different things that you, you know, for each stunt that you might have to do to, to pull it off. Um, and if you can kind of focus on that, you'll do good stuff for your team and, and whatnot. But we had a blast. And I was tired, so I don't. That probably played into it, and also playing with Knox is always fun for me. So, uh, but we had a blast. Uh, he immediately set up the next scenario, which is the the uh, semi heist scenario, and we're ready to play that tomorrow. So, it it is a for the price. I mean, it, you can't beat it for a family weight cooperative game. So, I mean, how how did you take actions? Was it like a hey, let's should we do this, or was it like you took an action, then Knox took an action, or you on your turn you take two yeah. actions and then you have to roll an enemy die, which will do bad things for you. So, and that's it. And I and when we play cooperative games, I let them do whatever he wants to do because there are several times 
where he was making a lot of bad decisions. And but I was like, you know, whatever you, you do, whatever you want to do. He jumped on top of the tank. He did a stunt that then destroyed my car so that I had to hijack an enemy SUV. And I was like, right when he was about to do it, I was like, Knox, if you do that, you can do it. But if you do that, you're going to destroy my car. <laughs> and, and he was like, you can get another car. And I was like, you know what? You're right. I can go hijack another car. That's another action. So. <laughs> I just picture Richie just like looking at Knox with that disappointed look. Of, what did you just do? Yeah. <laughs> I want him making his own decision. Oh, that's, that's good. good. That's yeah. good. Yeah, especially for co-op, you know? Yeah. That's good. So that's funny. Well, that's so awesome. there's it sounds like there's a lot of like chance for stand-up die roll type stuff. Yes, and, there is plenty of that. I mean, the only downfall of it is that there's only three scenarios in the box. Ah, uh, okay. So and I, I mean, I doubt it's going to get an expansion or anything like that. Well, that's that's $10 worth, though. But yeah, like like I said, it, for the, the price, I think right now, I think it's on Amazon for nine bucks. Now, well, we should pick that up for uh, PPCon Play to Win. That's <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, do you, are there, are there, um, are there basically like, can you be Dom and be better at yeah. certain stunts and stuff like that? Yeah. So the, okay. uh, yeah, every uh, player or every, uh, character in the game has a player power and then there's four different cars that you can use and all the cars have their own player power as well cool oh that's so fun. yeah that sounds it, good it's a fun family weight uh cooperative yeah, game for sure i'm never gonna play it but it sounds yeah. awesome <laughs> <laughs> well i might for nine bucks i might be ordering like 10 of them for pp con there you go all right <laughs> there you go we have a fast and furious uh i wonder if you could do like a whole huge, a huge like, highway yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, like how Vassal always has this huge, uh, what's yeah. the uh, oh, pit, pitch, car, pitch car, pitch car or whatever. Yeah, yeah we'd have the fast. <laughs> I'm going to tell Knox that I think he should get in on basically combining them. So, so Magneto jumps on the car and lifts <laughs> oh, it. I mean, and lifts it and throws it into the. <laughs> if I left Marvel United out on the table, he would do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. All right, Chad, what about you? Well, I played some a uh, couple of lighter games as well uh, just recently. I played uh, one of them I played from from Game Brewer. This is kind of a this is kind of a high toy factor game, but it's basically a euro. This is called Oak. And uh, it came out last year from Game Brewer. And uh, I think it's pronounced Wim Goosens uh, is the designer. And it's a first time design. I think it's a, a pretty good design. But basically you play. Uh, druids you're playing five rounds and you most points uh, wins the title of arch druid basically and what you're doing is you have cards uh that you are are using these cards to go out to the different spaces on the board that have three different spaces at each temple and you keep track of your resources on your own player board and you're spending those resources um, to go to those different three spots at each temple and they all have different costs and they kind of do different things based on the card that you play uh, and you can also get other upgrade cards as well not to mention the fact that there are different ways to upgrade your druids. Now, these druids are are individual meeples with staffs. They they're not like your you're just your generic meeple. And then they have little kind of uh, plastic or rubberized things that fit over them, like an eagle that sits on the staff, or like uh, antlers. Um, that's a, a special druid. And they and once you have upgraded your druid with these little toy factor things. They look really cool for one, but also they get to have different powers if they go to different spaces. Uh, and some spaces can only be occupied by uh, an elder druid. 
as well on your player board, that's where your active ones sit. Um, and so some of the player spots, you cannot uh, send an elder there to your board. And if you want to get more meeples, basically, from the big oak tree, there's a big oak tree in the center of the board, you can bring them back each round to your player board if you have extra spots for them. And again, there are only special spots that can be occupied as homes for these different kinds of druids. The big centerpiece, the oak tree in the center, you are going to be kind of taking actions as well to basically the oak tree is like moving up tracks okay so you will send out uh druids that will stay out there and try to move up tracks there's basically different branches of this oak and you're going to be trying to maximize what you're trying to do whether that's trying to get the most artifacts which slot onto your board and do different things or the most monsters because at the very end of the branch is points for each of these things that you might have done. And you can lock other people out of doing that thing, basically, at the end of the branch. So what what you're trying to do, honestly, is just an efficiency euro where you're trying to leverage your particular druid player powers because everybody has different player powers. You're trying to do those things. You're trying to go up the oak tree. There are certain kind of scoring rounds that as you as you are ahead of this kind of solar track or i should say excuse me your point tracker is behind this sort of solar track you will get where you're at on the branches of the tree you'll get certain things too so it's kind of like almost a little catch up mechanism because if you're too far ahead on the score track you might not get those those benefits basically so it's a medium weight euro but again it's really charming and the the toy factor is kind of fun. It's not like there's a ton to it and you can kind of teach it to a family, I think, um, because once you get the idea of a, of a midweight Euro, you kind of see, okay, this is the track I need to move down. This is what I need to leverage. Um, yeah. And, and it's just being kind of familiar with the different monsters and the different artifacts. And it's a, it's a nice little game. And again, Game Brewer generally does stuff with nice art and nice components, and, and this game is no different. Yeah, the production looked great, for sure. Well, I was a little worried when you said there was a giant tree in the middle of the board, and I thought, <laughs> oh, no. But I looked here, and it's just... It's just it's uh, printed it's on the board. Printed printed on on the board. No, no worries. Okay, okay. Not, not a, well, another game that we won't talk about. That has a giant tree in the middle Did you get a chance to play with stuff? I haven't played it with Steph because, like, Steph is nowhere to be found right now. Fortunately, her show that she's been directing goes up uh, tomorrow, so I'll actually see my is wife the, a little yeah. bit. Is this the big stinky cheese man or something? <laughs> yeah, no yeah. big, but yes, it is the stinky, oh, yeah, cheese, stinky man. cheese man. I think okay. we're going to be going to that. Oh, good. I, saw, I think I you'll enjoy it because yeah, okay. she's she's done a lot of puppetry and shadow puppetry for it. Nice. Plus, uh, the cast plays their own instruments, and they do kind of a like a bluegrass band thing. And Yeah, it's called the Stinky Cheese Man and Other Dumb Stories, so... <laughs> Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, yeah. Should I be good. You get six bucks off of a ticket. At yeah, Runza. So yeah, there you so go. go to Runza. Get, <laughs> get the ticket. We will do it. Yeah, we got a postcard with it on there, and the the kids were excited about it. So. Yeah, well, that should be fun, and I'm excited to get to see my wife next week. So yeah. Right, so. Uh, the other really quick, the other the other game that I did play from Fantasy Flight. Um, it's a little small box game, but if you bought it from your FLGS, they gave you these really nice card sleeves with it, and that is. Star Wars, the deck building game, and mm. it is from Caleb Grace. And I will. Here's my here's my uh, here's my first mention and only mention. Uh, Caleb Grace was one of the first big designers on uh, Marvel Champions, so that's where you might know his <laughs> name from. Ooh, I got I got it in there. All right. 
<laughs> but I, it's it's a fairly bog standard deck builder. Um, one side, it's just two players. One side plays the Empire and one side plays the Rebels. You have a force tracker and you're going to be playing cards down. The cards are going to have attack values. They're going to have uh, resource values and they're going to have force values. And so the force value, you move that tracker back and forth and it allows you to have certain abilities with your cards when you play those down. Then you have a galaxy row, which is just like any other, but you can only either buy cards of your side or neutral cards. But the cool thing that I like in this actually is you can use your attack. Basically, you're trying to blow up so many of another of the other players' bases, the planets, right? It's, it's kind of like star realms in that respect. Um, but the nice thing is you can make it variable. You can play to three planets. You can play to, you know, five planets and they have different pl powers when they come out. But the nice thing that I think is interesting about this game is in the card row, if I'm playing Richie and he's the rebels, that card is face up towards Richie, but at the bottom towards me is a, is a bounty hunter thing. And I can kill off, I can either choose to shoot at his base or I can kill off a card that I think he's going to want. Hmm. And I can bounty hunt it and I take it out of the, the card row if I beat it, as well as getting a little bit of an ability too when I do that. That's well, a little something different. Yeah, okay. it's yeah. a nice kind of like little started, wrinkle. I was like, okay, this sounds like every other right. one that right. I've heard of. That is a nice <laughs> little yeah. wrinkle, I think. And and everything else is quite a bit the same as you'd think, but it's a, it's a nice... Like I said, snappy one if you know how to play deck builders. Now, if you have deck builders and you have plenty of them, maybe you don't want this one. But if you like the Star Wars theme, if you have somebody in your house who kind of likes uh, playing a two-player deck builder and it's snappy, I think this is a good buy, uh, especially like from your FLGS with the really nice sleeves, card art on them. It's, it's nice. Is, it, uh, is the art uh, movie shots or is it? It is not stills. It is, it is drawings that drawing represent art. the movies. Okay. So... Now you call this a small box. It is a small it, box. It was not very small. It was not it that medium. small. It was I, definitely a medium-sized medium. box, <laughs> bordering on that it should count against your twelve no, for the year. No, it is a small, it's box. real close. I'm going to tell you that much. I mean, it's like 30, here, 35 bucks. Here in a moment, he's going to just get whatever, and he's going to go. When I said big box, I meant like Merlin. Big yeah. box. <laughs> it was. It's half the size and half the price of a big box. So mm, it's questionable. All right. And I didn't say medium box. I said that's true. You did a say big large box, box say market large. type big, game. Big okay. box. There right. is a standard box size. That's okay. what we're talking about. All right. So, uh, so real quick, let's talk about the game. We all three got to play together. Oh yeah. That was an interesting uh, yeah. game. Yes. Uh, so our friend, uh, Nate Fort, who boy, was having a rough night, um, <laughs> he was. but, uh, he wanted to play some games. And so we, we were luckily enough to have him come over and teach us East India companies, which, uh, was, was an interesting game. It was, um, it is very much a market driven game. You mm -hmm. are looking to buy low and sell high. I mean, that is, that's the game right there. There was some 18 XX so, sensibilities in this game. There were we yeah. had to, we use those a little bit those say, words and yeah so because he always says shenanigans when he yeah. talks about eighteen XX and I think mm -hmm. that we, we had that we did have some shenanigans shenanigans took me out of the game at the end <laughs> I did I shenanigans you <laughs> uh, so real quick um, it is a uh, like I said I mean literally you are looking to buy these goods and you have to go to different areas to buy these goods. And then you are looking to sell them at a higher profit. 
and kind of how you get to these actions are there are five different actions, maybe six, seven? something like that. It's okay. Something Anyways, like that, yeah. you will go to an area and then you will, you will take the action there and you can either make better boats or you can get cheaper on, on the deliveries or get more money for what you made. Uh, just different actions like that. And, um, you, if you go there first, you obviously get the first, if somebody else goes there afterwards, they actually have to pay you a dollar to go to the spot, which is huge. I mean, yes. the money, he wanted money every tight. little dollar you could get in this game. So, um, and then after that, you kind of had to move your meeple to one side or the other. Otherwise you had to move to the middle and like waste a turn, which is uh, really hurt me at one point in the game when I was trying <laughs> to do an action, but, um, and you're buying stock. And you're buying stock in, you can buy it in your own company or you can buy it in somebody else's. And if you buy in other people's, if their stock's doing well enough, you get paid dividends at the end of the round. So right. that's very much where the 18xx came into. Um, and I mean, I don't really know what else, that's, I mean, that's basically the game. I it's, mean, it's what you would yeah. think though. Here's what's so, interesting, right? Like the stock part of it is interesting because if you buy your own, it's going to go up, but you are not going to get dividends. Right. So you may want your stock to go up for certain things to happen, but you're not going to get the benefit of getting paid out every round. Uh, conversely, when you sell a stock, it goes down. And so you may buy somebody's stock just like an 18XX for a little while to leech off. But if you see, you can see sometimes because some of those prices are, are the same area, basically. And so when you sell off a stock, you can get that money and you'd be like, well, if I get that, I'm going to get a whole bunch of money and it's not really going to influence, you know, how much their stock makes after that. Right. Uh, it'll just make their, make it a little bit less yeah. tantalizing to mm -hmm. them. And so it's a, a really nice trade off. And, and you were basically, you could, you, you could buy it when you, you could buy stock in the stock round, but you could sell it at any point that you wanted to, um, except for your two presidential shares or whatever. Right. And except Until for the last round, the last yes. round. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Richie, why don't you tell them what happened that last round? Well, and also one of the <laughs> mechanisms that I like in the game is that at the end of every round, depending on how much you sold, you, we had this little track in front of us where you would either move up or you would move down. Oh, yeah. Um, and if you did not maintain the same amount from round to round, your stock would be affected depending on how many steps down you went. So if you sold 20 bucks worth of goods in the first round, uh, come the second round, if you only sell 10 then your stock is going to go down a step. It encourages you to build this engine up that you really got to maintain yes. uh, right. some upward momentum every round or otherwise you're stagnant or going down. Yep. So Clef, he had the, when we were taking the actions, he had set himself up where he wasn't going to have to pay any travel cost. Yeah. And then he had it. He had two workers on where he would get additional money for selling these certain goods. Oh, I was so I was like, "Oh, Clef is Clef yeah. is set he's up for a in. good last round. Like yeah. he's really gonna he's really gonna do it for this last round." So I bought three or four stocks. I spent all my money, most of my money, on that for the round. <laughs> and then once we get to the actual selling portion, Clef does nothing. He <laughs> he's, he literally sells nothing because he spent. He ended up just spending all of his money. Um, cause he realized it was going to be better yeah. for yeah, him so you, to have a whole bunch was. of stock and yep. then have Richie buy up his stock to make it yep. more valuable. Yes. Yeah. And, and well then, it, and then my stock just tanked at yes. the very end stock because, tanked at the very end because and, I didn't sell anything. And, uh, you know, so I went down for that and I went down because my 
you know, my value didn't uphold and I completely but that got you into second place. Yeah. I tanked. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Chad still won. I mean, it wasn't fairly, I mean, no, it it's about that like, far behind it was you, less than 10 and, and yeah. considering, I mean, I was doing terrible the whole game. I you mean, were, I you were think, bemoaning your, you're, you're yeah, like, like, well, this game, well, I don't know. I was trying to pull a dominant <laughs> species. Like, oh, I can't ever win this. <laughs> <laughs> I will say turn order in this game is it's huge. I mean, that's the, that's oh, the game, but there is a spot for turn order. Yes, there, there is a spot, spot. but it is now, it's expensive. It is, and it gets uh, more expensive rounds, yes. every round. Yeah, because it was a buck every for whatever round it was, and so it kept getting more expensive. Yeah, but um, overall, I, I mean, I I enjoyed this game. I, yeah, I thought I, it was actually a solid game. Yeah. I'd totally play it again, and it wasn't until like the last round or two where we started seeing the potential mm-hmm. of yes. everything you could do, which is which is good. Right, absolutely. So, and that was uh, it was Hutch, wasn't it? It's yeah. Huck Games and R and R games, and the designer yeah. Oh, yeah. is uh, Pascal Ribault, I believe. Um, so, yeah, it, it was interesting. It just came out this year, twenty twenty three. East India Companies. Yeah, and it's it's available out there. I mean, around sixty bucks or whatever. So, I mean, if you like, I mean, I would say if you like eighteen XX games and you want something a little bit lighter for people, I mean, I think this might be a good option. This is a good entry point to the stock shenanigans part of, of 18 XX. I feel like, um, I, I will say too, uh, for those that care about this sort of thing, you know, it's, it's, I, I, I guess it's kind of a problematic in, uh, a problematic theme because, you know, you're talking about East India companies, horrible companies. They don't really address it. I mean, it's not like John company where they said, you know, yes, we're doing horrible things and that sort of thing. But, uh, so, so that's a thing. So something you definitely want to be aware of if you choose to oh, to God. play this game. Chad, not again. Now Richie's going to start going in about IBM. Yes, Richie gave on. me an education in how horrible they were. You were just talking about how you played a card game where the object was to destroy planets mass genocide of the entire planet and that's okay that was a fictional thing that people <laughs> didn't actually live through that didn't affect uh that didn't affect the ancestors on yavin okay okay all right but it is pasted on i mean it, it really could have been anything hey, yeah Beam-wise, that's what it, yes. that's my thing it could have been railroads it you could know? have been anything yeah. yeah but i mean it wasn't any point where you thought that that's what you were doing i mean you know which for some people makes it worse so all right. Uh, it, just something to be Not aware Richie. of. Just Richie something said. To, no, Richie IBM. said, I'll be IBM. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can't get into it on the podcast. No, but. <laughs> yeah, no, I get this, it. This, I get this it. went to like a half an hour debate after yes, the game. It did. It did. <laughs> uh, I think we can agree they're both bad companies. Right. So, yes. There we go. So that's what we've been playing lately. Uh, I got a question. And, and now this didn't even come in the form of this didn't go in your mailbag. This mm-hmm. didn't come in the form of emails. Somebody actually, a, a friend of mine walked up to me the other day and said, hey, I have a question for you. Oh, wow. Yeah. And this was came from real life for him. He had a game day and he had his relatives over. Okay. And uh, he was really excited to play games. He, he, you know, he really wanted to get some of these games to the table. And then he started playing some of the games with uh, his relatives and they were like bending cards and stuff, mm. and and they were just you know kind of they had a they had snacks and and drinks you know and and he was like we we really couldn't play any of the games that I wanted to play because I was so worried about what would happen to these games. Mm. And he said, "What do you what do you do?" You know, he said we played Sushi Go, which was fine. He had a fun time and it's a family game. But he's like they're bending the cards, they're rolling them up. You know, he said, "What do you do when when you know you." 
you encounter this? How do you, because he said, once I started saying like, hey guys, you have to put the drinks, t- you know, to the side of the table. They're kind of giving him looks and stuff like that. <laughs> what do you do in this situation? Uh, is it an option to get a new family? <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. No, he seems can't, pretty can't, attached to his. So you say like you want to keep his family. Oh, hmm. Hmm. Well, maybe you should think about it at least. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of great families out there. There are a lot of great families out there. <laughs> uh, I know. I think what he did, just bringing out Sushi Go, because Sushi Go is an easy replace. Right. You know, with yeah, the word, but still. And it's at, it's at Target. You know, I... Well, Cliff, what would you do? Let's say you couldn't get a new family. All the families that were decent are spoken for. I, I you know, that, that's just tough. I just feel like, and, and no disrespect to his family, but I just feel like anybody who I play with, if I said to them, hey, this is an expensive game, I'd really like you just to, you know, not put food near it, and I would really like you not to roll up my cards. I, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know good. if you're a little exaggerating. <laughs> Maybe or I, what, he just said, no, like, I've seen it before. Curl, I've, seen, yeah. I've seen it done to my games too. I, really? But I just, I yeah, mean, some I guess people I really, like, they really start working those cards. Working in. those cards. I mean, I just be like, uh, you know, do you see how? Yeah, but then you look know. like a weirdo. <laughs> okay then I'm, this is gonna look when like you're a around weirdo. non-gamers and you look like a weirdo when you're being very, so protective of the games but i get it so i would say you know don't play nice games with them <laughs> <laughs> i say sure, i but. say you either do that or what i told them i said sometimes people don't get it i mean the, a lot of these people who come to your house and they look at your board games so, and and it is family sometimes because wow I mean, you don't just like games like you really like games and they don't get it that like you could say to them, hey, um, this game that we're playing, uh, they don't print it anymore. You can't get it. And it's like two hundred dollars on the resale market. So if any of these cards gets damaged, like that's the game out the window. It's like burning two hundred dollars. I know it's a weird thing, but it's something Man, that it's happens like with weird. these like. For a non-gamer, like just imagine you're at a, a family party and you stop and say, "Hey," <laughs> and then you go into that spiel. I just, I just don't, don't bring those games around. Okay, yeah, I guess. I mean, because I mean, I suppose when you used to think back when you were a kid and you were playing Uno and stuff like that, yeah. you didn't care what you, happened to the cards. But gosh, you have no concept know. for that because most people think about Monopoly like, "Oh, I just get another Monopoly at the bookstore," you know, like for fifteen dollars, mm-hmm. if that. So goodwill. Most, yeah. yeah, most people don't think about it that way. So I feel like if you explain it, maybe maybe you practice it so you don't sound so nerdy. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. I, I, it's tough. I don't. Yeah, I, I guess I'm lucky in the fact that my the my family that plays with me knows that 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 ain't happening you don't allow anybody in the house so so clef the the way he gets around it is a he has no shortage of people to play with him and b b uh yeah anybody that is his family knows to have respect for games because you know when they were two or three they had it slapped out of their hands if they curled up those cards i I don't know that's i guess i'm lucky i i do not have that issue but um i think i would just yeah just i mean and maybe not at the moment, but afterwards, maybe sit down and talk with them and say, sure. listen, I know it's not a big deal to you, but these are expensive games and I like to keep them nice or something. I don't know. Can you sleeve them? Well, even if you sleeve them, if they're I curling them, curling them, curling them yeah. Yeah, if they're curling them here, I just, 
Why are you curling that car? <laughs> well, if you have like, I mean, you may have family members with lobster hands and it's. <laughs> get those. Uh, what about getting those boards that where you get to stick the cards into? So yeah. that way oh, they card holders. Yeah. 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 Knox has a card holder. Put there those in the card yeah. holder and don't touch them. Stop touching. Let's head over to our feature review. This one's uh, this was a surprise for me actually that that we got as much plays out of this as because when I first played it I did not expect it but let's let's talk about Woodcraft let's talk about it Woodcraft <laughs> is a game from Vladimir Suhi and Ross Arnold and I'll just say that right now because uh, in a previous episode I got called out rightly so that uh, I did not mention Ross Arnold and it sounds like kind of almost. Suki helped him develop the game, and it was his almost his original idea. So, okay. anyway, uh, it is Ross Arnold and Vladimir Suki, and it is from Delicious Games or Rio Grande Games, and it is a one-to-four player game. And I will just say, it is a dice manipulation game about crafting wood and using it to make and fulfill recipes basically because you are making things out of wood to get points for it. Mm -hmm. That is essentially what you are doing. So you will play through this game, uh, a very variable number of rounds, depending on player count. And you are going to be using your die to glue them together for different projects sometimes and, and make the pips bigger. Sometimes you will be sawing these die apart and uh, causing them to be different colors or different values that will help you fulfill these recipes. You will be using different resources such as blueberry, which are pretty much equate to money. And you will be moving up different tracks as well as getting different uh, helpers, which make you more efficient at sawing and cutting and gluing and all these kinds of things. You are basically kind of trying to fulfill these orders before they move down in priority, which is kind of an interesting mechanism. So as soon as you kind of grab an order, it goes into a row and each round you don't fulfill it, it gets less and less valuable to you. So that is kind of the name of the game. It's all about efficiency, putting your actions in order and basically doing these things to your own player board that make it better at fulfilling these orders. Things like um, taking a die of a certain color, there are three different colors, and planting a tree so that now that tree is going to grow and add pips to your die each turn. Those kinds of things that make the game more efficient. It's a very interesting puzzle. There are not very many opportunities for player interaction. However, the one action that we didn't talk about is every turn you're going to be choosing from this dial or buzzsaw rondelle, you're going to be choosing an action that you're taking. And you need to take from the dial in a certain order. And then that will move back to a less valuable spot on the dial as you take that action. However, uh, if you wait, some actions become more valuable. You get certain things with them, the glue, the saws, those kinds of things. And sometimes you don't even, you can't even take an action because it's been put so far ahead that until you take other actions, you can't grab from those, those 
actions that might be more valuable right, to right. you. And that's, I found, one of the most uh, interactive parts of the game. Right. I mean, and, and not to get into gameplay, but that's similar to... Um, Praga Kaput Regni. Yes. And probably... As you'll find out here in a moment. Yeah. Better, but yes. Yeah. Okay. Right. So that is a, a high overview of what you're doing in Woodcraft. Nice. Good job, Chad. Let's talk about art and components for this game. How, how did you guys feel the art and components of Woodcraft were? Yeah, Richie, how did you feel about all the wooden dice? Uh, I'm going to be replacing all those wooden dice of mine. <laughs> well, it's just not going to be very thematic when you have plastic dice yeah. that are supposed to be wood. That's, That's okay. right. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'm fine with that. Okay. Those, uh, I, outside of the wooden dice, I think the, the components are nice. The art, the people are, weird me out just a little bit. I don't like how they're drawn, but... The you know wood they, elf people, but other than that, I'm they fine. They kind of remind me of Smurfs, but green. I don't know why. Just yeah, the look of kinda, them? Kind of, yeah. I don't know. It's don't know interesting because they, they've got well, like piercings like a, and shaved heads, and I just don't think of my elves that way, but right. I'm maybe a, too much of a traditionalist, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Or maybe it's yeah. that they're wood sprites, and so that's not really elves. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But but I love the, the circular saw for the main action board. As far oh, as that yeah. moving around that, like, I think that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I so, agree. Yeah. Uh, you know, as you alluded to, there's blueberries that are like the money value. I've never used them. So I've just I've used, used coins. them. They're fine. Uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, a little strange, but it, I mean, you know, whatever. I have heard Tom Vassell talk about this game and I'm, I might do it. Richie, if you like this game, you might do it too, if you're going to do it with the dice. But Real there, blueberries in there? There are Etsy uh, <laughs> trick outs where you can get little glue bottles and saws and stuff like that. Mm. So because you get little discs that are supposed to symbolize glue, yeah. it looks kind of like resin, basically. And then you have the saws just look like uh, little silver tokens. You have buzz saws mm -hmm. that are different things on your board, but... Um, yeah, so if you really get into the I mean, game and you like it, that, you know, but. he's going to look at it. <laughs> he's going to look at it. Uh, I would never buy any upgrades like that. <laughs> <laughs> what about a mat? <laughs> what if they had a mat? Uh, What'd you just buy for a Twilight Struggle? Uh, the Bakelite tokens. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's, that's necessary, right? No. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Okay. <laughs> the rule book was pretty good for this one, I felt like. You can kind of find there's a reference uh, for everything. I think I would like to have, I mean, but this is just me being picky. There are so many different helper cards and kind of different things that it would be nice maybe to have a couple of those sheets to pass around, but I suppose you could kind of photocopy those if you wanted to. So I didn't feel like the helpers were all that confused. I mean, once you kind of, no, once you know the iconography, I yeah, think it's it wasn't, pretty straightforward. Wasn't, wasn't too bad. Uh, I never read the rule book, so I'd have to... You still haven't read the rule book? No, why? <laughs> I got taught the game, then I taught it wrong, and then Richie found out what I taught wrong, and then it was all good. So um, <laughs> why do I need to read the rule book? It wasn't me that taught the game, by the way. But, uh, you know, after the game we learned on Sunday night, every rule book, psh, thumbs up for me. Oh, so, gosh. That. After that, <laughs> yeah. Boo. Yeah, we'll oh, talk well. about horseless carriage in a little bit, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, that is art and components. Let's talk about gameplay. You know what I'd like to address first? Like I said, I had a play, and we kind of talked about it on the on one of the podcasts earlier, and then it made you seek it out, Clef, and you have kept playing it, which really surprised me. So I guess what I would say to you is, what about the gameplay really hooked you in this game? Well, for me, I, I've realized as I have the gamer that I am today, there are one of two things that I feel like must be in a game for me to really enjoy it. One is 
it's got to have a lot of player interaction and a lot of, you know, uh, the game is going to be different every single time I play it. Okay. Or if it doesn't have that player interaction, I want a puzzle that I find to be very intriguing and like, not like, oh, okay, I figured it out. And now it's going to be the same way. And I don't have to think about it anymore. Like a, a tough puzzle. Like I want to say like, you know, like uh, Grand Austria Hotel, you know, I mm-hmm. like the puzzle of trying to, you know, get the rooms, get the people, get the, you know, everything about that. Even since really it's not a ton of player interaction other than that. And I think that's what Woodcraft did for me is I think the first play, I didn't quite, quite grasp everything. And then as I, I think the first time that I taught it and then played it after that, I realized, wow, I really, there, there's moments. And this is the other thing, I guess there's moments that I made. I felt really smart. Like, Ooh, if I do this, I can do this. Then that does that to take care of this. And then I got this and I, and I like that. I, that when I play a game like that, where you know, I like feeling smart at some point. So that's why I think I liked Woodcraft. What about you, Richie? What did you, what did you think hooked you to this game or, or, or made you kind of say, yeah, I, I could, do, I could do some more plays of this. I think what Clef said with the, the comboing, because uh, in this game, like, like we said, there's, there's no interaction really. I mean, someone might, you know, take an action that you want and move it to the part of the wheel that you can't use that again until it moves or, you know, whatever. But it, it's all about, you know, figuring out how to score the most points and doing it better than everyone else at the table. And you can really get to, and, and when we get the player count, uh, I think that's one of the issues with the game <laughs> is that you can do a lot. I mean, you only have like 13 actions for the entire game, but on one turn, once you get going, you can do a lot in one turn and you can, you know, put together some really cool turns that, you know, generate a lot of points. So it, it, it's very fun. I do think, too, that this is one of those Euros that has actually a skill ramp to it. You know, we talk about like some splatter games where you feel like, ooh, if you are not well versed in this game and you go up against people that have had experience, it's almost hard to pull up (laughs) enough to make it a fun game for those less experienced people. Woodcraft, you're still working on your own board, so it doesn't feel devastating like people take stuff from you, but you can sit back when you've played it for the first time and somebody else has played it for the fifth time and go, whoa, I'm not good at this game yet. <laughs> yeah, There's right. something to figure out, and I think unlike a splatter game, you feel, like I said, less devastated because you can see like, okay, well, I've done this stuff. I can see that I didn't do it efficiently the puzzle so to speak that you brought up clef i think is you can see what's there and you can see that there are things to get good at and i think that's what makes it intriguing even though there's less player interaction you're like i want to get better at this i want to let me see if i can do this again and i can be more efficient and get more combos yeah and i mean and these contracts that you have to fulfill have very certain specifications of which dice color and their number, and it has to be exact. And so that's where, you know, like you might have a, a five and a four, and you need them to be a two and three ones. And so then you have these, you know, you have these saw blades that can cut them. You have this glue that you can glue stuff together, and there's all kind of different things. And that's, I think that is where I just like, ooh, what, how can I get to where I need to be? And, you know, yet still, you know, been then set myself up to continue to go, you know, type of thing. Mm-hmm. 
And that's what I really find fun about this game is that. Yes. Yeah. And there's a lot of ways to upgrade your own player board by getting more saws and yeah. having the different helpers. And yeah, it, you can put together just a really cool engine right. uh, in this game. So that feels like your own. Like yeah. you're like, well, I had this helper. So then I, I was able to leverage this power or, you know. Right. And I feel like, you know, because there's, you know, not to get too much of the game, but there was uh, like these different tools that you could put up above the thing that you could go heavy into that or you could completely ignore it and still have just as good a chance to win. I like mm -hmm. games too, where it's not like a, I have to do this in order to win. This is kind of a like, Oh, I could go and try to do this or I could do this. There's multiple avenues. And I, and so once again, you know, obviously we'll get into replayability here, but I feel like every time I play it, I feel like there's a different thing that I'm trying to accomplish kind of to, to do what I want to do. Yeah, it's nice in the way, I think this one kind of dovetails in the way that sometimes the best games from the Italian contingent that we like uh, play into it, where based on what comes out as far as the orders, based on what is available for starting helpers, that's going to kind of change what kind of game you're going to play, basically. Now, you may have the stuff that you're more uh, comfortable with because we talked about skill level with this, but I think th that once you get better at it, you can kind of see, okay, this this game I'm going to need to maybe go this route. Uh, or this game, I'm, I wanted to do this, but the, the actions on the wheel are so far ahead. Now I'm going to have to go into this and see if I can later come back to that. Right. And you brought up... Uh, Recently, you put up some games for sale, and you put up Pulsar uh, for sale. Um, and I, in my memory, I was like, ah, you know, I liked that game. I almost want to buy that game, even since I've, I've sold it, so I have no reason to buy it again. <laughs> but I think you you said something that made me realize and why I didn't even you know continue down that thought process is the dice drafting in that game is interesting, but the actions are boring. Like, there's nothing to the actions. There's nothing there to make you feel oh, I'm going to do this. This is going to be really smart and cool and everything and combo into this and that or whatever. Um, you know, maybe grabbing some of those extra dice or whatever. But unlike, you know, but Woodcraft is more of, it's interesting to take the action that you want, the tile that you want to take, but then what you do with it, that is where the bulk of it is. That's where the smarts come in. And I think that's why I really like this game and feel like this is one that, you know, will stay with me as opposed to, pulsar that we both have obviously gotten rid of so it's interesting the actions you still got your pulsar yeah i just bought an insert for it not that long ago <laughs> <laughs> to, to get to the hundred dollar mark on my, my. <laughs> uh, that's i don't great. think i'll ever play it again but <laughs> pulsar 28 49 or something like that i think uh that's uh, a 28 49 yes. right so the reason that uh we're talking about that is because it's a vladimir suki game yes. but let's come back to the pin you you put in it earlier the other Vladimir Suhi game was Praga Kaput Regni, which mm. we've all played, and Clef, you didn't care for. Uh, how does how would you say that this wheel or rondel mechanism, drafting mechanism, uh, is bettered in this game over Praga? Well, in, in Praga, and, and it's been a long time since I've played Praga. I've just played it a few times, but I remember I never really worried about where the tile was on the board. I just simply took whatever my action is that I wanted to take to do my whatever I was trying to do. And for me, that's not exciting when you're doing that. Where this action is, um, as, as you kind of said, once the actions start kind of being left behind, they get better and better bonuses. Or as they start to move around, then there's, always the, there's also these bonuses that are on the outside. So there's like double bonuses. So sometimes it's almost like a, well, I don't need that action quite as bad, but... I can get 
these other two bonuses out of it. And so that it makes it much more of a thought process of which action to take as opposed to, well, I'm just going to take this action because it was the best one for me. Yeah. The interesting thing, I think, too, with that is that Josh and I were really frustrated being last in turn order because there was an action that we kept wanting to do that turned out to be valuable in the particular four player game we played. And you guys kept setting it way to the front of the wheel. And (laughs) there was definitely I think it was like a turn two. you one of you two could have taken it. and You didn't. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It's the upgrade one. Right. Yes, you know, the upgrade, upgrading yes. your board is obviously very good. It is. Planting trees is good. Yes. What, what I want to. I mean, what I want to illustrate with this is that sometimes you, the the other incentive was sometimes to just take an action, just to watch the other person be frustrated at yet again not being able to do it. And so I think like that can happen in this game, which is which is interesting. But I mean, with Richie and I taking that one, that continued to move the wheel around. So now those actions that are left over are starting to get a bonus sure, with yes. it. So I think it's a really smart, innovative idea. I get what you're saying. Sure. I mean, like any game, I mean, you know, there's going to be actions that you take early that you want. And there's trade-offs. And like I said, mm-hmm. the better you get at this game, the more flexible you are when you're looking at right. things. Right, right. And I would so. say in this game, the bonuses are significant, especially yes. on the wheel once it starts getting behind. Yeah. When you start getting free dice out of them, yes, that that's is huge. really yeah. good. Yeah. So let's let's go to player count now, Richie, because you were you were kind of going to talk about this earlier. Mm. Yeah, after that four player game, I, I'm, not, I'm never playing a four player game. <laughs> this is a going to be rough. So <laughs> one, really, I think it's a one to two player game. I haven't played it solo. It was good solo, okay. but I don't even know if I want three. Maybe three if everyone knows what they're doing. But two players, I think. It's perfect. I really enjoyed two players because it is it is snappy. It's yeah. back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, that four player game we played was was a little rough because I think we all knew what we were doing. Yes, and so I think your turns take longer when you know what you're doing because you can do so much manipulation, and you're trying to sit there and figure out okay what is my best plan of action here, and there's really no super way to plan for it before you're ready you know, necessarily right. Because right. those, those actions, actions all, all of a sudden are more sudden, juicy. Mm-hmm. And right. so it's you're like, reconsidering oh, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I think towards the end so, we were like, what are you trying to do? We'll, yeah. we'll all work <laughs> yeah. to help you <laughs> no, figure I, it out. I'm yes. pretty sure there was a time where you guys had to help me and say, Oh, Clef, if you do this and I was like, Oh yeah, yeah I didn't yeah. see it. <laughs> yeah. and, and so, yeah. Um, I'm not saying I wouldn't play it again at four, uh, but maybe I want three people who don't know what they're doing. So their turns are quicker. Maybe (laughs) (laughs) I would also say that with the solo game on this one, um, it's not for, if you play a lot of solo, it's not, it's not going to be super replayable solo, but it is engaging because the puzzle is so good that you want to play it a few times uh, solo because you're like, I'm going to get better at it by playing it solo. Yes, definitely. It's, that's the kind of game this one is for solo, basically. Okay. But yes, I, I agree with all that. Uh, what, what about what about variability and replayability uh, that we usually talk about? Uh, I mean, I think they're both... I would say replayability, I think, is above average. Uh, variability... Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I would say probably average. Sure. You got different helpers that are going to come up each game, but I don't know if that's going to necessarily make it grandly different or whatever. So I'd say for me, at least I would say variability is average, but I would say replayability because of how you can try different ways to try to, you know, get your goal. I would say above average for me. 
Yeah, I'm right there. Yeah, the, the way that the you can play each game differently and still have a chance to win, that replayability is there. Variability is average, but um, but I don't. It, it didn't stick out to me. Like with like Fast and Furious, I like I know I got three plays in that, and that's it. <laughs> Outside of what Knox makes me play, I'm gonna have three plays in that play each scenario, and then I'm done. Whereas this, you know, I it, I don't feel like I'm limited by the the variability. Right. Yeah, I think the way in that it it does vary things is largely kind of minutia, which, right. which can change the way you play it. But I mean, it sure. doesn't feel a whole lot different the way it's varied. So right. I think that's where you're coming at for the average variability. And I, I agree there. All right, well, let's, let's get to final thoughts and give this puppy a score. But before we do that, Richie's going to break down our Punchboard Paradise ooh, scale because he's, so he's a remember, pro at remember that. This? I yeah. don't know. <laughs> Pull it out of the do. dust. <laughs> <laughs> so on Punchboard Paradise, we rate on a six-point scale with a one being a game that makes you miserable and a six being a game that could be in your top ten of all time. Yeah. Cliff. All right. I'm more than happy to go first on this one. Uh, I'm going to, right off the bat, solid five. I like this game. It is going to stay in my collection. Um, I... I mean, I've, I've already got it packed, ready to take to Great Plains Game Festival this weekend. I'm hoping to play it. Um, I keep telling my wife I want to teach her this because I think it's a game that she'll like. She likes the games that are the heavy puzzle where you don't get messed with, you know. So it's going to be a game that sh she'll like and obviously games that I think are good that she will enjoy. Uh, it's better than playing Merlin again, you know. So um, <laughs> uh, I, I, like, I like the puzzle and I like that I can feel smart while doing it. Yes, I think maybe playing four players when everybody's kind of doing it did kind of drag, but even then, I mean, I didn't mind it. You know, I I, I just I like this game, and I am a little surprised too because usually, um, you know, like Underwater Cities obviously was a little underwhelming to me. See what I did there? I did. <laughs> That's clever. Um, uh, you know, I, I like Shipyard, but it's, you know, so... I wasn't going in expecting very much from this game. And now, obviously, now we found out that, um, what was the gentleman's name? Ross? Uh, Ross Arnold. Ross Arnold, you know, maybe was more of the, you know, the main designer of this game. So I'm, you know, I'm definitely going to be on the lookout now to see what uh, Ross Arnold does again. So, I, yeah, I'm going to give yep. this a very solid five uh, game. I, I think this is a good Euro and for people out there that like Euros, I mean, like to me, very much a, a Chad C game, you know, very yeah. much a good puzzle game, um, you know, where, uh, yeah, we're not a lot of interaction, but yet still is good. So solid five for me. All right. Okay. Well, uh, for me, I'm, I'm at a five as well. I'm, I'm, it was close to being a six. Like wow. It's I am very, and I was, I was shocked as well because I see, uh, old Vlad on there. I'm not usually excited. Right. So, uh, but yeah, I, I loved everything about this game. It, sorry. I had a, I had a, <laughs> he actually physically play. lifted his chin. chin, chin back was, up there. <laughs> uh, that was, that was some acting from that the best high school acting. actor ever. Hey, you know, I had to tell the waitress at spaghetti works that cause uh, we told her we were all going to see Lamez. And then I had to tell her that I was best. She said she did some theater and I said, Oh, I was best actor in my high school, my senior year. <laughs> what was her reaction? <laughs> so, She's like, did you do that uh, Mickey Mouse voice? <laughs> I think she pretty much was like, did you want some more pasta? <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a high five on this one. And I, I think, it, you know, 
maybe we wow. look back at this and might end up being a six. Wow. So okay. we'll see. Holy cow. I am all right. Wow. I was shocked at my five, but I'm holy even more cow. Shocked than <laughs> I I'm I'm still shocked here because I could not if you remember, I just talked about the game and I could not have been I haven't been that wrong in a long time. <laughs> I mean I'm wrong regularly, but I've not been that wrong in a long time. So yeah, I I, I really I do like the puzzle. I I enjoy it. I, I think it's interesting too that Clef's going to take it to the game festival this weekend because it's rare after a review of a game that he's looking to yeah, play. Yeah, play more. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that's, that, that's great. That's true. You know, uh, I really enjoy this game. I have a bunch of people I want to teach it to. I still haven't gotten to teach it to Steph yet. She likes recipe fulfillment games. I don't often, but the puzzle is so good for these recipe fulfillment that I really do like this one. So uh, I have it and and. I bought it after we started playing it because I I hadn't previously. I just wanted to play the the Spielbound copy, but I did buy it after we played it some more. And uh, the other thing to me that sets this game too is that it feels tighter. Like your economy feels tighter, and mm -hmm. that's what I really like. The blueberries or the money, whatever you want to call it, you're really trying to eke out those those. Uh, times where you really want to get a little bit more money or a little bit of these saws or, or these kinds of things because you're moving up this track and the economy stuff doesn't come quite as often as you feel like it should. So I really like that. I <laughs> It feels weird, but I'm I'm going to give this a high four. I, that doesn't mean I don't enjoy it. I just don't enjoy it as much as you guys. Sounds and so, like you don't enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did like not think expect. It's garbage. <laughs> I don't even have room in my collection for fours anymore. <laughs> uh, I, 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 maybe this will go to a five with more plays, but for right now, uh, I, 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 it's a four. It's a high four, but it's a four. Well, there you have it. Right. Punch Bunch. Uh, it might be something for you to check out. It gets a five from Clef, a five, almost a six from almost. Richie, and a high four from me. And that is Woodcraft from uh, Vladimir Suhi and Ross Arnold. Wow. Almost a six. I know. I was, wow. It was really. I think you should get the upgrades now. Yeah. That, I'm going to go look at I it. Would. <laughs> I mean, hey, if Clef can change his little cardboard chits for Twilight Struggle into Bakelite tiles. Come on. Yeah, go for it. All right. <laughs> I think we need a draft. You had talked about 2018 and yeah. the fact that it's been five years. That's weird. Man, I can't believe I've put up with you guys for five years. <laughs> it's been longer than that. <laughs> oh, man. Still think back to that first day I played with Chad, and wow, first time I got to see Richie, and yeah. wow, all that long time ago. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, nobody wants to hear about that. They just want to hear what we want to pick. So, well, I, you know, and it's funny. I started going over this this draft, and I was like, I remember seeing these games at Origins. Yeah, uh, Pococo, Pococo. Bakoku, is that what it was? <laughs> Bak the, whatever the feather, the peacock, peacock trick-taking game that yep. ended up not being that great. But yeah. I mean, I was excited to get that. Yeah, I, well, I like the idea behind it. And so. I still went to the list. I, I remember like... Uh, I remember going to Origins and seeing Nut So Fast. <laughs> Is that really a game? Oh, Did you own that for a while? No, no, no. no. I was tempted I just to have like a game. a million called... of those copies around. Oh, <laughs> you can get yeah. it for about a buck. I mean, the name is the best thing got to be. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, one of these games I got to demo at Origins. That's right. Uh, yeah. One of these games I picked up at Gen Con like 
pre before anybody else was able to get in there. Oh yeah. So I mean, yeah. So this is uh, this is getting like into our time here. You yeah, know? I remember. I remember telling Corey about. I was like, Corey, this is going to be the new hot thing. Trust me. Get us a copy of this game. Yeah. Yeah. So all right. And uh, obviously the the big one that's on the list that came out that really. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. let's get to drafting. Let's so, draft. Yeah, let's let's draft. draft. Uh, Chad, the dice are over there on the. Oh, and so we right over where my bills are for you to pay. We decided uh, since it's a new year, well, Clef decided because I think Clef was the last one to lose a draft. But we, <laughs> I don't even know that. <laughs> we decided we'll start probably fresh. True, probably true. We're all gonna we're all gonna roll. So at Punch Board Paradise, we like unique lists, so that's why we draft. And we we're gonna do a serpentine draft, which all that means is if you draft last in the first round, you'll draft first in the second round. And uh, let's roll off. We got a little ten sided dice. I'm a seven. Nine. Eight. Dang I it. rolled a seven, and I came in third. <laughs> Ridiculous. Well, you know what, Clef? Yes, sir. I'm going to give you the opportunity yeah. to do the right thing and draft your favorite game of this year. Oh, So you yes. get to pick first. I'm going to go second, just in case you fail at picking your, your favorite game of the year. Okay. Well, I will not. <laughs> I'll still let not. you go first. Okay. I'm going to let you go first. Well, then I'm taking brass. All right. Although, okay. I will say at Hanukkah, have we talked about Hanukkah? I think we brought it Did up. I it don't up? know if we talked about him playing Root. Like, Played Root and said that he enjoyed it at the end. Uh, it's I, it's I, growing I, on me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not at the point where I'm like, uh, let's play it. Right, right, right. I don't mind it when Dan says, let's play. I'm like, okay. We'll How play. many plays does he have of that game? Like uh, he's got a lot. Yeah. <laughs> How many times can you play a game that makes you miserable? Because <laughs> I mean, that's what we call the one, right? Hey, well, he, he did upgrade it, it from a one a long time ago. Yeah, okay. so. It's probably like at a high three. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. If you just get rid of the woodland creatures, I like it. <laughs> uh, he just needs creatures that, uh, you know, East Indian. I, I will uh, tell you, it depends on the... The faction makes a big difference for me in that game. Okay, okay. Sure, that's I fair. Like, uh, like I like the the, the moles. Uh, and I like the. Uh, yeah, all right. Let's just yeah move okay. on. So, so yeah, brass right, Birmingham. I'm, I'm taking brass Birmingham. That's a Birmingham. smart right. pick. Um, it is a hundred percent. You know, still one of my favorite games. And actually, I haven't gotten to play it in a long time. And uh, you know, it would be nice to play that here soon, maybe at PVCon. But uh, still, that was. I feel like almost when we got. The you know the Roxley Kickstarter uh, brass that really almost put us down into a different road of, of games. You know it was like yeah a, definitely you know this instead of just a kind of a a puzzle Euroy type of game. This was much more of an interactive you know which is what brass is. And so hundred uh, uh, percent, Rich is going to give me the first pick, and I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with it and take uh, Brass Birmingham. Yeah. So, yeah, good pick. Or brass. I'm just gonna say brass. You know, well, that's well, a different game. That is a different game that, that came out a in different a different game. year. All right, yeah, I'll say brass Birmingham. <laughs> yeah. so hey, it's the number one it. game on the Geek. Yeah, so it is the number one game on the Geek. Took so over. I mean, pretty much this draft's over. So let's <laughs> move on. well, I'm gonna pick uh, Clef's second favorite game of the year. Okay, that's yeah. Root. Yep. And I mean, we've already talked about it so much, but yes, I mean. All the different factions. I think we got two more expansions potentially before it's all finished. I can't believe. I'm just excited to see what else uh, Cole comes up with for that game. So Cole Worley's most popular game. Definitely. Uh, So tell me before we move on, because I mean, we've heard so much about Root, but what's your preferred way to play Root right now? Just right now. 
Um, I mean, just four players. I mean, four players, and I don't care what factions or you know what extra stuff we throw in there. Um, just as long as four players. I've I've done the five and six players, and it's a little much <laughs> that many people. I still okay. I can't believe I'm about to talk about root, but <laughs> I, I do not understand that extra thing that you can get, like the bear and the. Oh yes, the. the thing. Uh, I don't understand why the person leading is the person who gets it. Like yeah, to well, help them keep. I mean, I would have won that game if it wasn't for Dan got that bear. <laughs> he and, did. He and, did get that bear. Yes, and, and that made did. a big difference. I know. I agree with you. I didn't like the. I don't Shut like up, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like. I didn't like the fact that the basically the first turn that you have them doesn't even count because it, yeah. it doesn't. It doesn't matter until you discard the token at the end of your turn. So yeah. you get it like. It should be at least a little bit quicker, but it, should, just, it seems like it should be understand. faster. It seems to me it should be go the person who's losing. I just want to say this game he is talking about. <laughs> it happened more than a month ago, and since then, Clef's been lying in bed with the lights out at night, looking at the ceiling, <laughs> thinking about this damn bear that he lost. <laughs> he would have won. I mean, he was very I close. He did very well. Damn bear. <laughs> oh, all right. Anyways. All right. I love it. I'm gonna take the turn, fellas. So that means I get to pick two games which is going to be just fine for me and the first one i'm going to take is the one that has my my quote yeah, on it yeah it does <laughs> the estates it's such a great game it is such a great game and it is it is the kind of party game i love to play i just remember the first couple times we played this we were just laughing so hard and sticking it to each other oh. as long as you know what you're in for this game is beautiful you can you can play it so many ways just kind of you know trying to embezzle you can you know you can decide to team up and really work with somebody else you can backstab yeah. uh, so yeah. much fun and in a nice tight playtime oh. This is one that uh, I got to do demos of at Origins, and that was oh, a lot yeah, of fun right. getting to teach people, you know, and, you know, oh, see so how you can stab him in the back here and yeah. do this, you know, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Seeing people's uh, eyes light up when they get uh -huh. what the game is. Yeah, so this that's one of my favorite Capstone games, The Estates. Great pick, great pick. Uh, and then, coming around the bend, I'm going to take still one of my favorite Euros that I never get to play, but still love. And uh, I love it because of the card mechanism in it. And that's Newton. Mm. Mm. Newton is just still a classic Euro, I think. Oh, I thought I'd get this back on the swing. So that's a good pick. No, no, so I was really... planning on taking Newton next. Oh, yeah. okay. So, so we I, I really right dig there. Newton. That's, that's good. That was the one that I got early on at Gen Con. And yeah, you you were the one who said, Clef, get this game. And mm -hmm. uh, I uh, we still we got some uh, new stuff coming from it for it here. Pretty yeah, pretty soon. Quick, uh, right? New yeah. board? Or, is so it a new, new board? New board. I think it's yeah. like a new student board or yeah. something that you'd use. Yeah. And that so. comes with the the Anunnaki Kings Kickstarter stuff, yes. I think, basically. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, it has the barrage and the Lorenzo. And, right. Yeah, that, uh, this was just, yeah. I remember we the first time I played it anyway was uh, one of my birthday game day, I think, that mm. year, basically. Mm. So Nice. Which right. is good pick. Yeah. yeah. Just awesome. really like Newton. Yeah. So. All right, Richie, what you got next? Uh, my next one, I know I played this with Clef. I don't know if I ever played it with you, Chad, and it's uh, Crown of uh, Emera. Oh, I yeah, we played that. Okay. We yeah. played it together, yep. yeah. Yep. I like, it's, it's just a, like a little medium, medium lightweight Euro, um, and you have right. the two different boards where you're going between as far as like getting resources and different stuff like that, and you're, I think, I can't remember the theme of the game. Maybe you're trying to crown the new king or queen. I don't remember, but, mm -hmm. it, but it's a solid... Uh, little resource management euro and uh, 
I think I can't remember who brought it to the States, but it, I know it is. You can pick it up in retail now. So uh, Crown of Emera for my second pick. Nice. Okay, very nice. Very nice. Uh, for my next pick, I'm, I'm going to pick a game that I have well over 50 live plays and well over 500 online plays. And God knows I don't play online, but I do play this as a solo game on the app. And that's going to be Gone John Clever. <laughs> I mean, yeah. There was a point where <laughs> that's all he'd be like. Yeah. If he was on his phone, he was playing that. Well, and you knew too, because he never turns the he volume never turns down. The volume so yeah, down. you hear <laughs> all the time. Yeah. And one time he came over to my house, like during the middle of the day. And he was like waiting out in the car because he like showed up early. But like I could hear because he had hooked up to his, the speakers of his car. <laughs> yep. And I could hear it. I just I walked outside because I just kept hearing this weird noise happening in my front yard. <laughs> uh, but I mean, the game, it's a great game. It's a very, yeah. uh, you know, I know some people complain because it has no theme whatsoever. Obviously, I don't care about that for that type of game. I think it's fine. But it's very much the combos of, you know, do you take this dice and then it combos into this, into this on, you know, and you're just obviously putting down numbers or making X's on your sheet, but it's fun. And it's just a good, good puzzle that makes you feel smart. And I think that's, that's why I like it. You know, this from Wolfgang Varsh and I think welcome to, which also came out this year, kicked off the re-emergence of the roll and ride. I think. Yes. Agreed. Yep, Definitely. Absolutely. Yep. And uh, for my next pick, I'm going to take uh, a party kind of uh, game that was kind of, you know, in the realm of, of a code names and then went into crosstalk. And this was Decrypto. Mm -hmm. So um, I really enjoy Decrypto. I think it's a very fun, uh, you know, and if, if you've never played it before, you basically your team will have four words and there you'll have a clue giver that have to kind of give clues on how to get you to your words. But your the other team then is trying to decipher your code of what your words are. And, um, and it's, so you can't give too good of clues. Otherwise the other team is going to figure it out. So you have to be vague enough that your team can still figure it out. So they don't screw it up. And I really enjoy this one. And in fact, I'm trying to, Oh, the laser disc expansion I thought was even better with it because it made you kind of force into categories that you had to use. And then you get some bonus points. Like if you did like all, whatever, you know, disco themed, you know, whatever it was, you know, type of thing. And I really, so Decrypto, in fact, you know what? I'm going to go throw it in the bag. I'm going to take it this weekend to the gaming thing. <laughs> Fantastic. I haven't played, so, yeah, I haven't so played it in a long time. It's so, a great game. Yeah, yeah. I really love it. So yeah. So my number three is going to be uh, Decrypto. Nice. Um, well, that also has uh, Bakelite tiles, just so you know. Next time you're putting together a BGG order, pick those up. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're only I, like $9. I kind of yeah. am a sucker for bacon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For my third one, uh, this is a flipping right. And it is Let's Make a Bus Route, which I think now you can get as Get On Board yes. uh, New York and London. Uh, and in this game, you have like a main board that, you, that everyone is working on. And then you have your own individual sheet and the whole goal of the game is to pick up passengers and you're trying to pick them up in the most efficient way possible so that you're getting scores and every type of passenger scores slightly differently uh, but on the main board uh, you're getting in each other's way because as your route goes it can never come back on to itself otherwise you just completely lose the game you're out um, but you also you'll lose points if you're going into traffic so other people's uh, routes are and then 
uh, the board has some built-in traffic that's on there. Uh, but clever little flip and write uh, everyone's sheet when you uh, the way the game works, you'll flip over a card, and that card uh, is will show a different route for everyone else uh, that they have to put out on the board. But solid little flip and write um, with some little interaction on that main board. So. Uh, let's make a bus route. And this interaction makes it one of my one of my favorite uh, yeah. rolling rights, flipping rights for that reason. So, Solid game. Nice choice. I don't know. I've never played this. Uh, I guess you've never brought it over to show me. No, I don't bring like bringing a flipping right over here. <laughs> Clef, <laughs> Clef, I, I mean, think honestly, he would look at you. It, yeah, right. <laughs> he would look at you askance. I yes. Think. Yes. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, so for my next one, I probably don't even have to worry about this. Well, since you have the swing right now, I don't have to worry about anything. Yeah, that's true. So. Uh, but I, 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 I'm gonna, you know, I am gonna take another Suhi game with the caveat that I only really want to play it at two, and with the expansion, uh, the new, I think it's called New Horizons expansion, and that's uh, Underwater Cities. I still really enjoy Underwater Cities. I like the engine building of it. I just don't like that it takes so long. So I like that expansion that gets you started, and I like playing it with two players, and that's that's my caveat for that game. So I, that's going to be my number three pick. Okay. All right. Uh, for my number four pick, I just recently played this, actually, um, and I really liked it. Uh, so I am really excited to pick it, and that is Concordia Venus. Uh, I am. I I actually just recently you know, played you're it. Going to allow that? It is I, a standalone. He was game. on my team. Yeah, and when we played, and we played terribly together. But <laughs> wow, I can't stop him. How can I stop him? I don't, I don't know. I thought maybe you were going <laughs> to throw, I mean, a, if, throw the, the the red flag or whatever. If, I, <laughs> if you can pick Brass Birmingham, I can. It is a standalone oh, game, and the I, team I game don't is mind really great. It being a 2018 pick, oh. I'm saying that. You're picking Concordia. I just, he knows that I actually requested. I have seen, to play I have this. seen him play it recently, and, and I, I and requested. And broccoli was not brought up. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll let him take. Okay, it. Richie's allowing it then. Continue. And actually, <laughs> also Richie got. Uh, it's I, I wasn't much help to him, but he got a lower score in our team than than I did. So, you know. Yeah, there were. I don't know what I was doing in that game. I'll be honest with you. I failed you a little bit, so that that's another reason why you can pick it. I, <laughs> okay, right. I let you down in that one. I really enjoy. Uh, so Concordia is a you know a well known game that we we've played plenty of times and talked about plenty of times. Mac Gertz, uh, but the team variant is actually really interesting. And trying to there the way that the way that it was proposed that we play it to know that that's not necessarily just in the rules, which is to say you don't talk stuff out with the other teammate. You're trying to figure out what your teammate is doing and just trying to kind of suss out and hope that you're giving the right directions to them. That's the way I think it needs to be played, especially considering the fact that there are certain actions you can take in the game with the cards where you just take the deck from them and put that card to the top of their deck to show them, like, this is what I want you to play next right. on your turn. Basically. But they don't have to. No, they don't have to. <laughs> so. But I, but I'm just saying I like that that is there because it, it kind of it kind of suggests uh, that that's the only way that you're communicating at that point. Mm -hmm. And so I, th I think that that's the only way it should be played. But to play it like that is a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it, even though we got trounced. Uh, uh, and I want many more plays of that. Concordia Venus. Uh, for my last one, I'm going to take a, a Martin Wallace game. Uh, one that I don't think you guys would like at all. But uh, that's Wildlands. Uh, and this is just a little... A card skirmish game where the main 
kind of twist in the game is the fact that you have these interrupt cards. And after someone takes an action, you can interrupt and then, you know, try and basically take over their turn. They'll, it will go back to them once you're done. Uh, but it, it is very in your face. You're trying to just get these crystals and first person to get to, I think it's three crystals wins you the game, but uh, you have all these different characters that you you can reveal, place them out there and then attack people. And it solid little game. And that is Wildlands. Well, I have two pretty basic boring euros as my last choice here. Which <laughs> one do I pick? The one that you sold less recently. <laughs> well, okay. You know what? I have sold one of them, and I still have the other. Oh, well, there you go. Is it on that sell pile over there? No. Okay. No, wow. I still have it. And in fact, I played it about a month ago. Okay. And... I still think this. I still think this game it has parts of it that are really, really good. I just feel like it wasn't something was just not done a hundred percent right with it. And but I still like the card puzzle of it, and that's going to be Blackout Hong Kong. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still like the whole the whole card and trying to get your pieces, you know, in the right slots and everything. I I love all of that. Just I just map. wish the board was better. Yeah, I just wish there was something better out there for Did, it. I and, honestly think that they could, if they wanted to, I don't think it was popular enough, but if they wanted to, they could put out a different player count map. And I think that might make a difference. It, it, maybe, but there yeah. just had to be. Uh, I, I played it with my, my my friend Brian, and and we said the next time we play it, we're we're going to make up some our own rules for the, for the, for the board. Like, and we're right. almost like if you're at a spot, no one can go that spot. You're, you're locked out of it or something, something to make it more interactive out there because the other part is really, really good. Yeah, it's a fun I mean, puzzle. It's mm -hmm. really, really good. You know? Yeah. Whatever. Richie gets upset at that. The water expi you know, expires, <laughs> but whatever. I just think um, if you push this game like 20 years past where it is, Time-wise, like in the timeline of the game where things have really broken down and mm -hmm. maybe there's a little bit more murder in the game, then I think <laughs> it'd be a little bit interesting Richie to make Watts that board murder. a little bit more interesting. More murder. More murder. Murder okay. and water and rice going bad quicker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, uh, sure. Okay. You should, though. Uh, you should because this was designed by uh, one of our one of the designers we really enjoy. Yeah, I mean it's Alexander Fisher. I yeah, mean, and know, and he got his start actually house ruling, you know, games. So that's that's how he became sure. a designer. So yeah, I mean, hey, I mean, and, not every game he makes is going to be absolutely. We'll, perfect. I mean, we'll probably talk so, honorable yeah. mentions, but I finally got to play, and this that came out this year. That's why it made me think of it. I finally got to play the Druids expansion for Isle of Sky this past oh, weekend. Oh, okay. really? I've yes. never I've never played it. And so. I mean, all it does is it adds uh, another buy phase. So I think it's perfect for two player games. Okay. Because it gives you an extra buy after you do your normal buy phase of buying between each other. Oh. Then you have these Druid tiles, which are mainly scoring tiles, but some of them have other features on them as well. But um, then you can buy from there, or you can even buy directly from the bag with that. So so you're saying that Druids makes Isle of Sky a worthwhile two-player game? Yes. Wow. Yeah. wow. Usually Definitely. that's not a player count you want to play that yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yep. Okay. 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 Interesting. Oh, very good. Very good. Okay. Um, I don't have any honorable mentions. This was a hard list for me to make. <laughs> I, had, I, had, I had some honorable mentions. I mean, obviously, Everdell is on there uh, for me. Yeah. Um, Yellow and Yangtze was that year. Shards <sighs> of Infinity. I enjoy quite a bit. It's just a two-player deck-building game. 
Uh, Selenio, the, the best part of Black Angel. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, goodness. Ground Floor Second Edition, although it's a second edition. So oh, I, have, I didn't consider yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't consider that. I, that yeah. Yeah. I had yeah. Teotihuacan. Uh, yeah. I, I I still enjoy like and again because I'm a sucker for dice manipulation and I I liked the way that this did it so I, I just think at least for me at least all the ones that they've done since then have just been better, better. Than yeah that one, I think I understand why, that why it is kind of dropped to me um, I mean the other euro I had on here was Carpe Diem I mean yeah you didn't have Quacks on there Quacks Sorry. also came out that, that year <laughs> he did not <laughs> like Quacks he liked oh, Quacks liked, like the first time the yeah, first people. play was great the second play was okay. Then I was done. I was like, okay, there is nothing more to this game. This is, but I know people love it. And yeah, that's great. So, but yeah, I, uh, I, I actually like honestly, Carpe Diem is my go-to teach uh, for for a, a Feld game. It is just really easy. I know there's going to be interaction out there between the objectives that you're trying to do. I, 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 I mean, I've come around on it. You guys were right as rain about this. Yeah, I, I still don't think it's a bad game. I just think I played it probably 15 plus times. And yeah. I just now I'm like, okay, I just, sure. there's nothing more for yeah. me in it. And that's why I got rid of it. Otherwise, you know, and plus I still had the first edition that obviously is, you know, can be rough sometimes, even so I don't even know the new editions are better. <laughs> I'll the tell new you, editions the, are the same, the, well, except the for the color, box cover. The color the, on the tiles, I didn't have to mark that up so right. that I can tell but, the difference. Yeah, And it's a circle now, right? Instead yeah. of the, yeah. the So it just cross. simplifies it instead of having weird questions about it. Um, I, I'll say a, a few of my honorable mentions. Trap Words, which came out at CGE that year. Yeah. And my so my family, like my son loves it because of all the crazy. It's basically like playing Taboo, but with stupid, crazy rules. Like you have to say the clue all in one breath or you have to the person who's guessing has to say, I'll eat my hat if it isn't. I mean, just silly stuff like that. So yeah. it's always good for good laughter. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, peep. Peep Mots. Oh, yeah, Peep Mots. Yeah. Which was a nice yeah. little riff mm -hmm. on Parade almost, like yeah. a, a very thinky um, pinchback and uh, riddle game, which yeah. which we, we really enjoyed. And then, honestly, I didn't know the year that this came out. I didn't know about this game until after we interviewed Cole Worley on games that he really liked. Oh, yeah. And uh, that was First, first Contact. contact. Yeah. Oh, yeah. First Contact, which is basically like you're creating a language. It's it's basically like code words, and you're Ooh. really trying to work through. I still haven't played it because the only time it's come out was like at the end of the night at uh, Fort, one Fort of the Con. Fort yeah. Con. Yes, yeah. and it was, <laughs> it was when late. Chad brought it, like I'm too tired. <laughs> to that was even, a rough play. <laughs> that was hard. To figure that I mean, out. there was peanut butter whiskey at that play for some people, <laughs> yep. and then I remember Richie kept saying, "Wait, who's the alien?" <laughs> <laughs> it was so yeah. You want to play that on a fresh mind yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> very thinky all right well uh we'll we'll see we'll as always we'll put those uh lists up on the guild uh guild three two two seven and uh you know you can vote on it hopefully we've we've garnered some votes there but uh that's a nice starter full course dessert aperitif episode we've put forth there that's a that's a nice full episode i hope uh the punch bunch really appreciates that i think we've given some good quality episode tonight yeah it's okay <laughs> <laughs> regardless punch bunch uh, take care of yourselves take care of each other all right everybody have a good night thanks for listening 
Punchboard Paradise would like to thank our loyal listeners as well as the publishers and designers that have provided review copies. You can find us at punchboardparadise at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at Punchboarders. We are on Instagram at Punchboard Paradise and Facebook at Punchboard Paradise. All right, so that's, I mean, that's kind of what we've been playing, right? Blowing up planets is bad. Okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. I mean, nobody should use their Jewish space lasers to blow up planets, okay? All right. (laughs) That's what we've been playing lately. I have, guys, guys, guys. You've broken clef. I've broken clef. (laughs) Okay. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>